You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Happy Mother's Day, Bruce. How are you? Healthy and alive. Yeah. Yourself? Uh, I'm okay. I, I, I guess I, I should be saying Happy Mother's Day to all the mother listeners. I guess not to you because you're not exactly a mother. You, you, you can't. Well, I'm sorry. Birthing person. Isn't that what they say now? A, a birthing that, person. That, that is the correct term now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Birthing yeah. person. You know, usually Sundays are slow news days, usually. Which, if you're listening to us on Monday, means we're recording this on Sunday night. Usually Sundays are slow news days. It is not a slow news day. There is all kinds of crap going on. We got a lot of audio to get to today. We've got some, uh, as much as I hate to say it, uh, we got some COVID stuff to get to today. But the audio kind of plays along with that and more of that hypocrisy and and all the rest of it. I want to talk a little bit about some cryptos today. We can talk about that horrible, (laughs) horrible excuse for the uh, the job numbers that came out that, uh, that you posted. But... Right now, as of this morning, I saw that some of the crypto exchanges are down. Coinbase is down. Coinbase Pro is down. Binance is down. And I think a couple of others uh, are down. That's something that uh, that I wanted to uh, kind of touch on today is, uh, is cryptos. Elon Musk was on Saturday Night Live and Dogecoin didn't do too well after that, did it? It kind of went down by about 40% or more. Well, so this is this is the expectation I was seeing or or was hearing it in, in, in kind of a community. They were expecting basically it to kind of peak while he was on SNL, and then it was going to dip after that. So uh, that was kind of, honestly, this was expected. Yeah, but that much of a hit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were expecting it to dip quite a bit. Honestly, I wish I would have uh, been awake at um, 8 o'clock this morning and, and would have gotten it cheap. Cheap, yeah. Well, I don't think well, it's really going to... I don't think it's really going to matter. And the reason I don't re- I don't think it's really going to matter is because these governments are going to start coming for your cryptocurrencies. All you people that have all that cryptocurrency, which I don't disagree with. I, I don't disagree with. I love the concept of it. And to be honest with you, I think that's probably what's going to end up replacing all of this uh, this paper money system in the future. But it's not going to be run by these corrupt, sorry sacks of garbage. That's the problem right there. You need to be able to wrestle control away from them and put it back in the hands of you, the people. They're going to attempt to do it on a centralized government-controlled digital currency. They're going to try to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um Got the Bitcoin coming. Yeah, that's that's coming. Yeah. I, I was talking to um, our crypto guy. He was saying that he doesn't actually expect cryptos, the, the regulations. He expects it to be more like what they're doing with the stock market, where there's regulations for things like uh, no insider trading. Um, currently, there's no limit on things like um, uh, causing the market to crash, buying a bunch of it, selling when it goes up, you know, those kind of things. There's no... Reg- regulatory system in, in place to keep that from happening, which, as we've seen, doesn't matter because the stocks, we, we can still do that as, if we get enough people together. So anyway. UK's top central banker warns cryptocurrency investors, be prepared to lose all your money. They're going to come for it. And I think it's going to cause an uproar. But maybe that's an uproar that they want, right? I mean, we've seen this asymmetric fight kind of thing. 
So you had the stealing of free speech and ideas, uh, all oppositions being suppressed, everything with COVID's going on. Of course, now you throw the vaccines into the arena and the vaccine passports. That's just another tool of division. Well, what if they just come for your finances and they take all that? That could be something else. They are doing everything they can possibly do right now to push you into a physical response with them. They want you toe-to-toe in a direct conflict with them. That way they can use the power of the state to stomp on you. See, right now they're in the process of losing as far as ideas go. They've already lost as far as ideas go. I mean, look at the way that they're handling all this stuff. The government couldn't manage a hot dog stand before all this. You think they're going to manage anything with a pandemic? Real or, or imagined, whatever you want to call it. It's your preference at this point. And when I say it's your preference, the UK has two COVID deaths today. Two. One, two. As in one plus one equals two. I know that that's you know, uh, that, that shows privilege these days, but, uh, two, you're racist. Yeah. Two COVID deaths Two. the country still shut down. The mainstream media in the UK is telling people to don't hug people or be scared of hugging someone else when they, when they do open up the country still closed. And you're being told you need a vaccine passport because two people died. Have you ever heard of anything more stupid? So they're going to take your money. That's the way it's going to be. And it's going to be that attitude that I just gave you. We're going to take your money and that's how it's going to be. And how do you like that? Well, unfortunately, the, the good citizens of the UK don't really have any kind of recourse. I mean, not I mean, like the Americans. I mean, if you want to look at it like that, I mean, there's other ways. But, you know, to each their own, I suppose. Well, I mean, the, the Americans are left with amendments that can say, no, you don't to the government. And well, that's um, true. But that didn't stop a drive by shooting in London just the other day. I mean, I saw it. I, I watched the video of it. It was pretty bad. By the way, both sides... We're returning fire to each other. There's ways. Yeah, yeah, ways. I, I, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. Here in the U.S., I mean, technically, we have amendments that is supposed to help defend ourselves against something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Unfortunately, they regulate against it, even though and violate our constitutional rights, and we're okay mm-hmm. with that apparently. Mm-hmm. Let me see. As of Friday, the most famous digital currency, Bitcoin, was at fifty-eight thousand five hundred, a jump of two point six percent from a week ago. Most impre- more impressively, it's up. 96% from a year ago. That's according to Fortune magazine. But Bitcoin isn't alone. Ethereum is up to $3,500, which is 28.5% higher than last week and up 371% from last year at this time. Dogecoin, which was the one that uh, Elon was supposed to boost on SNL or, or drop on SNL, I'm not sure which was not meant to be a serious currency, is at 61 cents. Of course, that's gone down, which doesn't seem like much until you realize that it's up 92% from a week ago and 12,700% year to date. Now, what is this... UK central banker said, now, mind you, this right here, I, I don't like central bankers. I, I don't like them at all. I think they're they're the bane of civilization's existence. They're disgusting. Quite frankly, I think it's the central banks, if you really want to get technical about it. I think they're the bastards that are responsible for everything we've been dealing with over the last 12 months, if you want to get technical about it. I can go back and I can play the Fed chairman, James Bullard, talking about how everybody needs to have a little badge showing whether or not they've been tested or don't have COVID. I can play that. He was saying that very, very early on. They were talking about how we needed six-week hard lockdowns, nothing open in the beginning. What does a damn bank know about anything related to health measures? They know nothing. So why do they have a stake in it? The most prominent central banker in the UK issued a warning to the world's investors in the digital money, urging them to beware the ride will be coming to an abrupt end. You see, you're stepping on their toes. You're 
taking over their job. You, the little people, you, you, you revolting little non-essential people, you, you're taking over their turf. You're taking their power away from them and putting it back to yourself. They can't have it. If they don't have power over you, well, then they don't have any power. They become irrelevant. So they have to do whatever they have to do right now for their own survival, which, quite frankly, I think, as I said, is the bane of civilization's existence. Case in point, what did uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, uh, Mon- Munger or whatever in hell his name was uh, next to uh, Warren Buffett last week. We played a clip of it. He says, I think the whole damn thing's a, the opposite of what civilization stands for. No, it's the opposite of what you stand for, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 90 year old. What was it? 91 year old. 97. Hathaway. He's 97. 97. That's what it was. Yeah. Apparently. He is more coherent than President Joe Biden. Yeah, he is. At least he can sit up there and take questions from a panel. I'll give him that. So Andrew Bailey, the governor of the Bank of England, the governor. Yeah, he's a governor. Who elected him? A governor. I'm sorry, you don't have a title of governor, governor, whatever in the hell you're, you call yourself, governor of the Bank of England. He said during a Thursday press conference that anyone invested in cryptocurrency should be ready to lose everything. The National, which is uh, an outfit out of the United Arab Emirates, reported that reporters asked Bailey whether his bank is concerned about wild price swings in the cryptocurrency markets. He answered, I'm afraid they don't have intrinsic value. Um, yes, they do. You see, we assigned value to something based on the demand for it. How is that not intrinsic value? This is coming from somebody that thinks that gold is not money. I remember when Congressman at the time, Congressman Ron Paul, asked Fed chairman at that time under Obama, Ben Bernanke, Osama Ben Bernanke, if anybody remembers him, is gold money? Do you think gold is money? And he just sat there for a second with this stupid look on his face and he said, no. He says, gold's not, gold's not money. It's been used for, for money for 5,000 years. It's, it's not money. He said, well, it's, a, it's an asset. Okay, well, why do central banks hold it? It's a valid question. He couldn't answer it. He couldn't answer it. If gold is not money, and if it does, it, uh, apparently, okay, by that decree, then it has no intrinsic value, right? Mm-hmm. Then why do central banks hold it? Why is there such Good a question. demand for it? I mean, that's just, yeah, I mean, that's just common sense. You're saying it doesn't have intrinsic value. Well, it has intrinsic value to the people that hold it, and it has intrinsic value to the people that accept it and the ones that want to spend it and have it. The marketplace I mean, it, demands it. To be fair, it doesn't really have any value necessarily. The only reason it has value is because gold, we said it has value. But if you're looking at like its uses, we have things that are more abundant that can be used for cheaper than gold. You know, um, if you want to use electrical conductivity, I mean, there's plenty of other products there that are just as conductive or better now that we have graphene, easier to acquire. You know, I mean, supposedly where gold comes from, is from like a super dense star and there's uh, uh, reactions that happen at the core of the star. And when it goes supernova, that material goes out. Supposedly, that's how we got gold and some of the heavier metals. So it's fairly rare. But as far as uses of it, jewelry. I know how we got gold, Bruce. You know, you, that's the everything that you just mentioned there. That's not how we got gold. We got gold because Bill Gates gave it to us. Uh huh. Yeah. Sorry, I, I had to. Right. If you don't have a sense of humor in the time of an information war, well, then when are you going to laugh about something? Fair. He added, though he sees no intrinsic value, he, you see, he sees no intrinsic value. He doesn't. Of course he doesn't. He's a central banker. He doesn't see any intrinsic value in anything other than what he has. That's intrinsic value to him, not what you have. What I think it is, is I think their, their um, backside is a little tender because um, if they would have jumped on board with this like 10 years ago and just dumped in like $1,000, do you know how many billions of dollars they would have made today? Well, they would have been they. Yeah, I I agree with you. But I don't think that they were thinking about that at the time. I think at the time they were trying to figure out how to survive. 
and how to continue to expand. Because 10 years ago, we were just coming out of 2008. They were still trying to figure out how to manage going forward. Well, guess what, Jack? You kept kicking that can down the road and papering over and papering over the system and papering over the system and papering over the system and printing more money. You didn't stop to think that, hey, um, there's going to be an end to this party. Yeah. And that party's coming to an end. I call these people like this right here. I call these people suicide bankers. That's what they are. An example of a suicide banker, 9-11. This is a true story, 9-11. There was a guy, there, there was an investor that was on one of the floors and he could have gotten out of the towers. He was below where the, uh, where the plane hit. He could have gotten out, but he didn't. He didn't. He sat there and he kept trading against the market. He was betting against the market over and over and over. He just kept betting. He kept doubling down and doubling down and doubling down, just like a degenerate gambler. He just kept going and going and going. He could have left. Everyone else pulled out of the building. He didn't. He stayed. And guess what happened? The building came down on top of him. To this day, there was like $100 million that he made within a few hours. And to this day, that money is sitting in an account here in Germany in Deutsche Bank and no one can claim it because he was the only one. He's the only one that had access to that account. So now the only thing is, is that that money's either, well, it's Deutsche Bank. So that money's either A, been stolen or B, it's still there. And they're just using it to take out uh, loans against it. That's all they're doing. I don't know if Deutsche has the same systems that they have here, but basically that money is forfeit after seven years. So could be. That's the kind of people you're dealing with is suicide bankers. They don't care. They don't care. And it's that same way with governments. These governments have lied so much. They can't keep their story straight. They can't keep their agenda straight anymore. They're grasping at every single straw to try and, I mean, this COVID thing, to say that they're beating a dead horse at this point is an understatement. This thing is a rotting corpse in the middle of the town square with maggots falling off of it. It's that bad. Uh, and they're just sticking with it. They're, they just carry on with it because they don't have anywhere else to go. But we'll get into that here in just a minute. But anyway, he went on to say, now that doesn't mean to say that people don't put value on them because they have extrinsic value, but they have no intrinsic value. Extrinsic value. Yeah. He then issued a very clear, very brisk warning that crypto investors should be ready to lose their shorts. Is that a threat? Is that a threat? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like is. a threat to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. He says, so I'm going to say this very bluntly again, buy them only if you're prepared to lose all of your money. I'm afraid currency and crypto are two words that don't go together for me. You see, for him, for him, not for you, for him and scum like him. Uh, I was curious within the last 24 hours, Bitcoin has had 275, almost 276,000 um, transactions within the last 24 hours. Now, if that's just one individual person, right? That's 276,000 people that are investing in this and could potentially make some money on it or are making money on it and are selling or something, you know? I mean, you, you can't have the average person making money, which it, it honestly, it really seems weird as a central banker. Wouldn't you want people to be making money and putting, you know, putting their money in the bank so that you can, you know, take out loans against that or invest it or, I don't know. Doesn't it seem like this is something that's always baffled me. Why do governments charge more uh, taxes? Why do banks and whatnot want to pigeonhole people when if you if you set them up, if you help those people get wealthy or, or increase their wealth, that's more taxes that come in. That's more revenue you get as the bank because of the, the, the money that's sitting there. It, it, it baffles me that they want to go straight for the control and, and, and strong arm you into different positions. If you just try to help the free market and help people 
be successful, you're better off. But you're non-essential. Everybody makes bank. You're non-essential, though. They're just as non-essential as we are. They'll I would die argue more. all the same. I'd argue more. I, I would argue more. They're they're more non-essential than than the average person that's being crushed right now. The person that has a small business, if they're still even able to maintain their business. Yeah. But this right here might make a little bit more sense. Let's look at what this governor, the, this this scumbag, let's look at what he had to say back in January. He had a sit down back in January with guess who? The World Economic Forum. Yeah, Klaus Schwab and his gang of merry men down there. What did he tell the World Economic Forum back in January? Well, let's have a look, shall we? Yeah, I'm sure this was good. Very inspiring, I'm sure. He said that today's cryptocurrencies would likely not survive as a form of payment long term, though he did admit that digital innovation in payments is here to stay. Now, see, here's what they're going to do. They're going to take that blockchain system for themselves is what they're going to do. That's what it's all about. You see, they're not against cryptocurrencies. They're against the fact that they don't have anything to do with them. That's the problem. They don't have control. Exactly. He says that the existing digital currencies can't last in their current structure. That's because they're going to destroy the structure that they're in. They're going to take it for themselves. He says, have we landed on what I would call the design, governance and arrangements for what I might call a lasting digital currency? No, I don't think we're there yet. Honestly, I don't think cryptocurrencies as originally formulated are it. But see, he's again, he's talking about cryptocurrencies and he's not wrong. He's talking about cryptocurrencies in their current form. They are irrelevant with the current form. You don't need them for that. If they run the cryptocurrency, which we're already hearing about, Britcoin, GovCoin, that was the cover of The Economist two days ago. GovCoin was it. They want control of that infrastructure. The Great Reset doesn't work with you having control of your own finances and your own future. They have to control everything. They have to vertically integrate all of it. Oh, and don't think vaccine passports are tied into that. They are. Social engineering. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. That is. Uh, you got anything else on uh, on cryptos in uh, in this? I think it's exactly what you were saying. They don't have control of it. They're not able to. For example, the governments they can't print more money uh, with the crypto system. You know, Bitcoin, for example, it has a market cap. It will never have a not a market cap, but a, a supply cap. So the government can't print more money. So what are they going to do when they overspend their budget? You know, like the the current trend that we are here in the U.S. What are they supposed to do? You, you can't print more money. And then when there's inflation that happens, you can't burn off the money. So, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're typical um, save their own skin systems that they, they've been using over the last, uh, well, since 2008, at least. They've been doing that for longer. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've not been politically aware enough over the years to, to really know for sure firsthand. I think that's basically what it boils down to is it's great reset. It's the digital currency. You can track it. You can't get out of paying taxes. They know exactly how much money you're making, how much money you're spending, where it's being spent, how it's being spent. And who it belongs to. Who it belongs to. And under that system, I mean, theoretically, it would be safer uh, as far as you know, crypto, the blockchain system. That, but that, you can that, save. That is safer. You can save. Not not safe. You can save with cryptos, with the cold storage, the offline storage. You can save. Sure. With Great Reset, there is no saving any money. Yeah. There is no, not only is there no, yeah, you, you, there's no, there's no way for you to, there's no cold storage as you're talking. There's no way to store it physically. Though there might be ways, there'll be a black market for that. This is the thing. No matter how hard they push against cryptos, no matter how hard they try to get rid of it, they're never going to be able to get rid of cryptos. The doors open. You're always going to have people with the skill set to create a new crypto 
And there's always going to be a black market currency. When, when they create this great reset, whatever currency they're going for, the, the centralized bank or the centralized currency, um, we'll just call it the one world currency. Uh, once they go for that, um, you're always going to have uh, other currencies that are going to be behind the scenes that are going to be, you know, underground, if you will. And there's always going to be barter and trade. It's always that's been there since since God knows when. So that that's that's not going to go away either. Uh, and that's what they want to do. They want to get rid of private sales, all of it. They want everything track, trace, and control. And real quick, I don't I don't know that we can get away from um, when you get when your child is born, you get a social security number. When they have the digital banking system, I think they're going to have a digital account associated with that person. And if, for example you're one of those that doesn't have any money in the centralized banking system, they're going to, I'm concerned they're going to have some kind of strong arming mechanism to, to force you into using that. So for example, if you happen to find a job that's a local business, small business, and they pay you in Bitcoin or some other crypto, whatever the current crypto is at the time, and you stay completely out of the, the banking system and have complete control over your currency, there's going to be some kind of system in place to get you into the centralized bank. I mean, they're going to have to devise something. What it is offhand, I don't really know. I mean, it could be as simple as um, uh, doing a UBI and just doing incentives to try to get you involved in in the banking system. Well, they're going to have to do something, right? What's the carrot going to be? Yeah. What's the carrot going to be? We got a lot of carrots and a lot of sticks we're going to talk about today. Do you want to talk about these jobs numbers? I mean, we can just kind of gloss over them. We don't have to spend a whole lot of time on it. Uh, it was it yeah. was pretty dismal, wasn't it? it? It was pretty bad. Yeah. Um. Actually, the the one I found uh, to be um, most comical that reported on this was CNBC. Um. The the, the actual video when you watch it, I saw. Uh, it. He's like, yeah. He stops and he looks down again, and he's he looks <laughs> down again, and then he he puts his glasses on and he says, I, "I'm sorry, the the uh, the information is just coming in too fast here." Yeah. Right. Right. You uh, you can't believe the horrible numbers you're looking at. Yeah, uh, the, it was uh, 266,000 new jobs, and they were predicting over a million. The unemployment you know what, also went up, you know by the, the way. Problem was, yeah, do you know what the problem was? President Biden made a speech on it, and he explained everything. He says the reason that you didn't see the bigger growth that they were forecasting was because they weren't setting up the plans to build back better fast enough. Yeah, right. They 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 weren't spending enough money and creating government jobs and the uh, what was the Bernie Sanders um, something corp? What was the uh, climate core? Climate core. That's what it was. Yeah, CAOC is pushing that now. She's uh, she's kind of grabbed the torch from that one. I I think she's going to be the next Bernie Sanders, if you will. Uh, That that type. They're they're kind of passing the torch on to her, but. Horrible numbers. Um, go figure. When you start telling um, you start telling the people that we're going to increase taxes, and um, originally it was only on four hundred thousand, and then they're like, "Oh no, it wasn't just four hundred thousand. It was couples that made four hundred thousand and two hundred thousand for ind- individuals." Um, uh, bad, bad uh, growth. That was horrible. Um, unemployment went up to six point one percent. It's uh, worse since nineteen ninety eight. For anyone wondering, so. I mean, I mean, to be fair, we are just coming out of a pandemic and we do have a lot of states that are still pandemic. Um, yeah, and yeah, right. We still have some of the states doing the the, the, the federal um, uh, unemployment bonus. 
the Chamber of Commerce, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce came out and when they saw that jobs report, when they said 266,000 and we're at the highest level of unemployment since 1998, they said Congress needs to end the $300 a week unemployment benefits now. You need to end it now. There's a labor shortage and you, you can't figure out why, you idiots. End the reason that there is a labor shortage. You're paying people to sit at home on their asses on a couch and watch Netflix and eat Krispy Kreme donuts, for God's sake. End it. You never should have put it in. You shouldn't have closed the economy down. What? Uh, so you're saying the, the red governors and senators and... Neanderthal reps, thinking. That's all it that is. Neanderthal. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's all that was. All right, yeah. Horrible, horrible jobs report, right? Yeah, just forget it. Idiots. Before we go on uh, from that, just so people are aware... 536,000 jobs from February, 770,000 from March. Put it in perspective. Ouch. That's that's pretty yeah. bad. All right. So let's get on to being Mother's Day and all. Let's get on to the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci. He had a he had a good, good talk this morning with George Stephanopoulos about Mother's Day and where we are for Mother's Day next year. Not this year. Next year. Now, mind you, he's already calling this a year out. So basically, you're going to have another year of this, is what he's saying right right here on his face. So uh, let, let's hear what he had to say about Mother's Day of next year. Give everyone a sense of what the country is going to look like next Mother's Day. Well, George, I hope that next Mother's Day we're going to see a, a dramatic difference than what we're seeing right now. I believe that we will be agree. about as close to back to normal as we can. And there's, there's some conditions to that, George. Oh, We've got yeah. to make sure that we get the overwhelming proportion of the population vaccinated. When that happens, the virus doesn't really have any place to go. There aren't a lot of vulnerable people around. And where there are not a lot of vulnerable people around, you're not going to see a surge. You're not going to see the kinds of numbers we see now. Is he? I'm just curious, is he talking about himself? When you get enough people vaccinated with common sense, then the virus, which would be you, sir, really don't have a lot of places to go, do you? I'm I'm just saying that. Yeah, that that was my my. Okay, Uh, I'll be honest. My original thinking when he said get everybody vaccinated, my original thought is to get people vaccinated versus this virus is here in the United States. It's also known as the Second Amendment that is supposed to be the vaccination against this kind of virus, Um, Uh specifically referring to Fauci and their their uh, authoritarian types. You know, it's interesting. The CDC, uh, they, they came out. Uh, just the other day, and they've made another retraction. And this is a big one, I might add. They they made another retraction. They've now acknowledged that COVID-19 is an airborne virus and it doesn't spread through close contact. They just went through a year of telling us it wasn't airborne. Uh Uh-huh. And and it spread through close contact. Now they say it's the opposite of that. So here's mm-hmm. what they can do now. You say, okay, well that's that's good because uh, that means the end of social distancing, right? Oh, uh, uh-uh. uh, mm-hmm. no, 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 mm-hmm. no. A bunch of scientists. Of course, they don't say who, but they say a bunch of scientists are now thrilled that the CDC has come out and, and made this stance. They say that the CDC is finally caught up with science and data. They finally caught up with it. Wait a minute. We've been told all year long. We've been beat over the head that they follow science and data at the CDC. And now you have all these scientists, of course, they don't say who, that are saying, we're thankful that the CDC is now following the science and the data. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I see? I see a long-held, dying medical establishment that's trying to hold on to power and stay relevant. That's what I see. And I see the flailing and the death throes of it is what I see. First of all, they say that the virus is airborne. It is not airborne. The virus is not airborne. It never was. Aerosolization is part of a process when you're dealing with a virus like this. That didn't take place. 
the gain-of-function research that was funded by Fauci in those labs in Wuhan. That's a matter of public record now. That's all out in the open everywhere now. We were telling you about that a year ago. That's everywhere now. All the major publications. Hell, even the Washington Post is coming out saying that now. Well, even even uh, people in government are saying that we can't rule the possibility out that it uh-huh. came from a lab. Well, see, here's the thing. But they're saying, you notice, they're, they're very clear about what they're saying. They're saying lab leak, leak. If this were to come out that it was intentional, then you're probably going to be dealing with full-scale global war because that's what the response is for an. Int- if you haven't, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, as an intent, if the, if it comes out that they intentionally did this, we're going to war. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Hell, we're at war now. I, I'm not. I'm not in disagreement with you. I'm. I'm chuckling because um, this is the same organization that uh, swept under the rug that the Saudis were involved in 9/11. Yeah, and all the guys turned out to be from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, they they kind of swept that under the rug because you know we were doing dealings and whatnot with the the Saudis, and that would have hampered our our um, arrangements that we had at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, similar situation here. I mean, it's going to hamper the arrangements that they have currently uh, in place. The Great yeah. Reset for manufacturing and all that kind of stuff. I mean, China pretty much. America isn't really in control right now as as the, you know, the superpower, if you will. How do you yeah. like it? Yeah. All you people that yeah. wanted Trump gone. How do you like it? Yeah. You liking it? You liking it? Yeah. That's OK, though. You got your you got your covid shot. Yeah, it's going to protect you. Yeah, it's OK. Yeah, you're, you're going to be safe with that. To be fair, I never wanted America to really be a superpower in control. I don't either. Like, I, I don't really want that, but I don't either. But I don't want how I, I, I want the world to be stabilized. But yeah. see, here's the thing. We've been maneuvered into a position where we've become that stabilizing power. And now that that's been taken off the board, you see what's happening. See, the world's not stable enough for America to step off the stage just yet. That needs to happen. That needs to happen. You've got to have a stabilizing, secure foundation in place for civilization to exist. But America can step back from that. We should step back from that. I do agree with Klaus Schwab. Call me crazy. I do agree with Klaus Schwab and his gang of uh, uh, cohorts down there that the U.S. doesn't need to be the world's leading superpower. I do agree with that. But that doesn't mean that we turn it over to your sick cabal of degenerates. That's not a solution. I would would like, okay, so if we were to take out the uh, Great Reset and everything, I'm actually okay with like, uh, having a the the Western world working together and and effectively not really I don't I don't want to say policing the world but pushing forward for progress and change and I I don't mean the use the buzzwords that they're all using just continue giving real, people their freedoms and real and, progress real change yeah 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 real stuff that's actually going to help the the average person come up we we should be looking at ways to increase everyone's wealth. And the easiest, most efficient way to do it, free markets help give the people a leg up, not this here, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a lifeline and then just sit there and let them dangle. Just a couple of things that are breaking right now before we get back to this. Um, Victory Day celebrations today in Russia, because obviously the end of the war, defeat of Nazi Germany, you know, couldn't agree more. But guess what all the millions and millions of people that are out there in the streets are doing? There's no masking, no social distancing, no none of it. So there's no things that are going on there. So they don't seem too concerned about it. Uh, Also, if you're wondering, well, what's the U.S. doing? Well, they're introducing vaccine bracelets now. Uh, If you're if you're wondering how you can tell if people are vaccinated, you might as well just. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So uh, the CDC, let's get back to this. Uh, The CDC. 
Hold on, before before we get one of the headlines, I know I'm I'm, I'm we're gonna run out of time today, Bruce. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're going to. Putin is telling the uh, Red Square Parade that the Nazi ideas are still persist and they're gonna have to root them out. Uh, Vladimir, we'll help you. I, sounds I'm, familiar. Though. I'm, I'm sounds real familiar. I'm I'm all on board with it uh, because I, if he's meeting Nazis, yes, but we're yeah. hearing the same rhetoric here, yes, in the U.S. So. Who they're classifying as Nazis is their political enemies, not Nazis. Correct. However, take it for what it is. Putin's a wild card. Uh, Russia's a wild card in this game. And the reason I say that I agree with Putin on this one is because Putin's not for the Great Reset. He's for Russian interests and Russian interests first. I'll give him that. But he's not for the agenda that's being pushed in the West, because if he is, then that would mean that that's the end of his people, too. So... I don't think Putin is is barking up the wrong tree there, like uh, like what we're seeing here. I think Putin's a legit um, a legit person when it comes to talking about what the problem is. Because think about it: the people we're dealing with here, who are the real Nazis that are calling people that disagree with them fascists, those are the children and the grandchildren of the real Nazis. You couldn't make it up. You couldn't make it up. Anyway, getting back to the CDC, <laughs> we, we really I, I can't believe how fast today's going. Usually today's like we're, we're sitting around scraping things together to try and figure out what to talk about today. Today's just crazy. Yeah. OK. The CDC now says that uh, they've updated their public health guidance on how to deal with COVID-19 spreads. Yeah, because then yeah, they're going to have to. All this has to change now. Right. You got to start all over yeah. again. You got to start. Aerosolized. We got to change yeah. it. Yeah. Aerosolized because it's yeah, it's, there's been no evidence to show that it's aerosolized gain of function research. Like I was initially saying about what well, was it like an hour ago? Gain of function research is designed for something else to be the vector. It's not aerosolized when you have gain of function. Gain of function means you are the vector. Your body grabs a hold of a virus. That virus then replicates and then it gets put out by you in the form of a water droplet. That's not aerosolized. Well, theoretically, you could make it aerosolized, though. With technically, yes. But, but there's a yeah. yeah, but there's a there's a lifespan on it. For example, I was re- OK for anybody that's interested. And the reason I, I'm, I'm going by what Dr. Francis Boyle, who is a Harvard professor, and he is also the person who authored and had passed the International Biological Weapons Convention that all countries signed on to. So I'm going by what his definition is of that. For example, for it to be, quote, aerosolized, then it has to be able to survive on its own in the open environment. That's aerosolization. For example, do you remember the anthrax thing on the Congress all those years ago? Yeah. Do you remember that? Okay. I do, yeah. That was, that was aerosolized in a sense, in a sense, because what they did was they gave the anthrax an anti-static charge. So it was able to float in the air on its own. That's aerosolization. This doesn't do that. This grabs a hold of a water droplet or whatever in your your speech or your sneeze or your cough, just like any other virus does, any other cold virus, and it survives in the air for a period of time in that droplet. That's it. That's not aerosolization, at least not not by the definition that he says, based on the Biological Weapons Convention. Now, what they do in gain-of-function research, they create something that is called a vector, so something that will actually be a means of transmission. So what is a vector? Okay, so in this case, a vector would be you, your lungs. That's a vector. That's what the gain-of-function research was all about. The term vector, and again, I'm reading from his book, from Dr. Boyle's book. It was 12 bucks on Amazon called Biowarfare and Terrorism. Anybody who's interested in it should go pick this up. It's very relevant to what's going on right now. Uh, it's only about 100 pages, uh, and it's... Uh, it's, it's very informative. Anyway, the term vector means a living organism 
or molecule, including a recombinant or synthesized molecule capable of carrying a biological agent or toxin to a host. That is not aerosolization. That's a vector. That is not what they're talking about here. They're talking about aerosolization. This is not aerosolized. This can't survive on its own. So what does this do? What does this do? By their definition here that they've just now changed. So you've got to start all over again. What have they now done? They've now reaffirmed a position that they can take to keep those masks on is what they've done. Oh, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. No, no, it's it's not done in, in small distances. It's everywhere. So you have to wear a mask outside by yourself. That's what they've done. Masks, lockdowns. Yep. All that. Yeah. Yep. It, it gives them a, a another little stimulus into their control. Yeah. So they didn't backtrack on anything. If anything, they actually just made it worse is all they did. They're doubling down. Exactly. That's exactly what they're doing because they talk about, well, um, it, it's it's in the particles when people breathe. Uh-huh. They go on to say current evidence strongly suggests transmission from contaminated surfaces does not contribute substantially to new infections, but they don't rule it out either. You notice that? They don't rule it out either. Of course, they've said time and again, well, it's on surfaces. It doesn't it, it doesn't exist on surfaces. It can't survive on surfaces, but then it can. But it's only for a certain amount of time. Is it 30 seconds? Is it a minute? Is it a year? Is it is it two weeks? We don't know. It's on surfaces, but we don't know if it can survive there, but it can survive there. But we don't know how long. That's what they do. Which is I- ironic because, you know, they, they just told us like last year that it survives anywhere from, you know, a few minutes to nine days, uh-huh. depending on the surface. Uh huh. And temperature, climate. Yeah, yeah. They went on to say the available evidence, evidence, yeah, you hear this? It's just whatever they're espousing. That's evidence to them now. It's just whatever they're espousing. Continues to demonstrate that existing recommendations to prevent SARS-CoV-2 transmission remain effective. That's BS. That's complete BS. That is total propaganda. These include, are you ready for it? Physical distancing. Like I said, you think you're getting away from social distancing because they say, oh, no, close contact. No, that doesn't have anything to do it. You think you're getting rid of that? No, you're not. Community use of well-fitting masks adequate ventilation and avoidance of crowded indoor spaces. Now, you know, hold on, hold on. They weren't finished. They rounded off by this. They they said in addition to social distancing and mask wearing, uh, they still strongly urge people to continue to wash their hands and practice good hygiene. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, so the the social distancing and the um, the hygiene I'm I'm, I'm for, but you know, I'm, I'm increasingly becoming more and more agitated with the mask people. I, I typically take the stance of, look, you want to wear a mask, you wear a mask, it's fine. But we're a year out now, people. It's over a year. And the rhetoric hasn't changed. The flu disappeared, influenza disappeared, it's all COVID-19, and you guys are just lemmings. I mean, so at this point, I'm I'm personally, I'm, I'm just, I'm tired of it. Well, you know, I, I, I think it, I think it bears relevance. I mean, especially when, when you look at like the media side of things, right? They're enabling this, aren't they? Yeah, they're continuing to promote it. You got the fear from them and everything else. But what happens when you actually see these people off camera? You ever think about that? You think they actually wear those masks when they sit there in front of the camera? You think they wear those all the time? No, they don't. They don't. Listen to what happened when one reporter got confronted when he was about to go live. He wasn't wearing a mask. Neither was his cameraman. Listen to this. Protesters. I have no political agenda, sir. I really don't. What about all the that I know does either. We're purely objective journalists. Uh, yeah, you are. What truly, about truly, sir? From the bottom of my heart. Okay, I, I know. A political dog in any. Okay, what way. about all I mean the com- what about all the compilation videos where they show thousands of newscasts in every city all reporting and saying the exact same thing? I, I nobody tells me what to say, sir. But what are there's compilation videos on YouTube and Twitty, Twitter? They got millions and millions of views where every reporter in every city 
at every station, they say the exact same thing, word for word. How do you explain that? I, 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 I don't know what you're referring to, so I can't really Of course you that. don't. Of course you don't. Yeah. Okay. I know, I know. Okay. All right. All right. Have a good one. You too. Thank you so much for your time. It was Thank nice you. To chat with you. It was great talking to you. Have a good one. Put your mask on. Watch out. The virus is going to get you. Oh, why do you got to wear You didn't have your mask on the whole time, and now you're putting your mask on. He puts it on to go live. Here's the guy. He's been standing here the whole time without his mask. Here's his camera dude with no mask on. But here he is. Now he's still trying to scare everyone. Now he's going to put his mask on while he reports. Keep spreading that fear, buddy. Keep spreading that fear. Why didn't you have your mask on before? Now he's not talking to me. Why didn't you have your mask on the last 10 minutes? Huh? They're asking us to wear it per guidelines for television. <laughs> oh, oh, so you're told what to do. Exactly. You just told me you weren't told what to do. <laughs> you, know you just told me you could do whatever you want. I said I was told not. I wasn't told what to say. Oh, oh, you're just told what to wear. We're trying to follow and set a good example. Oh, okay. Set a good example. Is that what it is? Okay. Sir, I, I appreciate it. Can you please can you please let me do my job now? I like filming phonies. What's your name again? David Phony? Kaplan. <laughs> yeah, go somewhere else. You see, they don't even believe it. They, they don't even believe it. The thing is, I don't even think, uh, as much as I despise the corporate media, they're only a symptom, in my opinion. Because if the people were aware, if the people were doing their due diligence to research and, you know, make sure they're on top of things and, you know, you don't have to spend much time doing it, you wouldn't be falling for the 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 nonsense that they've been spewing over the last year. It doesn't take you but literally like two minutes to to type into your favorite search engine the uh, effectiveness of masks in 95s. And you would then in 95s are the best ones you can buy or the P100 canisters, uh, both of which are the same. You go on online, you look at it, even HEPA filters, which are supposed to be the best filters you can get for like your AC units, even those have a point three microns, that's all that stops. And then you go on and find out what the virus is, the size of the virus, 0.01 microns. Wow, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure the two out. That if people are still wearing masks, claiming that they're going to die if they don't because it stops the virus, wearing the masks. I wish we were on the exclusive because I want to... Yes. Like, yeah, I've been kind of thinking the same thing. I'm like, you know what? I wish we were on the exclusive, especially when we were talking about that garbage central banker. Yeah, there's a lot of consent yeah. on him. This, right? Th this, li listen to this. UMass Amherst honor students suspended for not wearing masks off campus while outside. L let me repeat that again. University of Massachusetts Amherst honor students suspended for not wearing masks off campus while outside. And of course, they're saying now you can't come back to, to college. You can't get an education if you don't take one of these experimental jabs. Uh, no. Thanks for letting me come to your institution, but uh, I'm not interested anymore. Have a nice day. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for I'm making my... Do the yeah, yeah, I'm going to sue the hell out of you. But thank you for making my decision about your institution all that much easier. Thank you. It's like you said, if you're a thinking person, then you don't believe any of this this garbage that they've been spewing over the last 12 months. You just don't. And this right here, this virtue signaling crap, it just continues to get worse. As, as I said, this is 
and I made the comparisons, I think, middle of last year. I said, this is like the, the final days of the Third Reich. It's a neurotic system. It's run by fear, right? They're all terrified of what's coming. And believe me, there's something that's coming. Uh, we don't have time, unfortunately, today to get into the election stuff. I want to get into that. The Maricopa County audits, there's now a holdup down there uh, because the auditors are telling the county officials, turn over those routers, uh, we want all the data pertaining to those routers. And they're giving them the run around saying, well, we can't because there's sensitive information on there, blah, blah, blah. What you're going to find on there probably is connections to other countries is what you're going to find. And they're well, going to find the data was purged. Well, that's apparently probably- that too. Maybe that too. I'm not sure. But anyway, that's again, we'll talk about that tomorrow. We got a whole thing on the Arizona audit we're going to talk about tomorrow because we just don't have the time today, but I want to stick with this. But the states are scaling back on their vaccine orders. Why? Well, they have lower demands. You see, all the people that are taking these things, they're already taking them. They don't need to be really convinced of anything. You've convinced them with just the the fear porn you've been peddling for the last 12 months. Those people are terrified anyway, just as you said. They're the ones that are out there thinking that they're going to get murdered if someone's not wearing a mask. They don't even understand how vaccinations are supposed to work. They don't even understand that. You know, the picture of Biden with, uh, what was it, the Carters? Uh, the, 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 yeah. That funky looking, you know, fisheye lens. Couldn't that be considered an assassination attempt on a, a previous president? Could because be. Because he was not wearing a mask? Could be. Yeah, could be. But here's the thing. People aren't taking these things. This just confirms what I've suspected is these people aren't taking, at least the ones that they want to take them aren't. That's what my suspicion has been up to this point. And that's it. That's it. The ones that are out there that are rolling their sleeves up, man, I'm seeing some of the sorriest looking individuals going out there rolling their sleeves up for this thing. The elite people aren't taking these things. The celebrities that you uh, that you fawn over aren't taking these things. I got video after video after video of these people faking it. Hell, there was one. There was one out there that posted a, uh, something on his own Instagram the other day of him getting his <clears throat> second COVID shot. Guess what? It was a body double. It wasn't even him. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, conversely, I know of some people from Canada. They went and got the first jab and they're waiting on getting the second jab. This is just to uh, show you what the medical system is like here and the medical system is like there. Within a month here, you can have both jabs. Guess how long he has to wait for the second jab? Six months. I was just yep. guessing. He still has serious? He still has four months left. Yeah. Okay. I don't understand that. Um uh, I guess that's the ine- the inequity of vaccine distribution is what that is, I suppose. That's what they would cough it up to. <laughs> and what's worse is the dude is 35. He doesn't even need to go in and take it. He doesn't he even need no, to have it done. He, he has no health problems or anything. <laughs> Odd. Okay. Now, you, we, you we do had, now. Um, who, who was it? One of the conservative uh, Twitter, let me think, chick, black chick, conservative. Candace Owens. Um, Candace Owens. Candace Owens on her Twitter was saying that three of her uh, girlfriends have uh, missed their period after taking the vaccine. Mm -hmm. From South Carolina to Washington, states are requesting that the Biden administration send them only a fraction of what has been allocated to them. Why would that be? The turned down vaccines amount to hundreds of thousands of doses this week alone, providing a stark illustration of the problem of vaccine hesitancy in the U.S., Oh, no, no. See, we, we've already vaccinated like 200 million people here in the U.S., um, which probably is only 100 million if that's the case. If that's the case, you've got a third of the population vaccinated and the majority of the workforce. Well, Bruce, uh, I tell you push? what, 
I tell you what, here, here's what they're going to do, right? They, they've come out with these great promotional videos to get you to go and take a vaccine because you're not, you're not doing it, right? So they're going to put out these promotional videos. Now, what you're going to hear here, I, obviously you can't see this. This is a bunch of idiots wearing masks, working out, rolling their sleeves up, flexing into the camera. That's what they're doing. So take a listen to that. You, you don't need to see it. When you see it, it makes it that much worse. But just take a listen to this. This is how stupid this is. vaccine is here. We're giving it our best shot for a strong, healthy community. Find out more at miamidade.gov slash vaccine. Take your best shot at life. Get vaccinated. That is painful on so many levels. That is really sad. That's unbelievable. You know what that commercial reminds me of? It's like some dystopian world. It's where it's just it's yeah. a dystopian. That, that, that's, yeah. I, I don't. It needs no other explanation. It's just that's that's dystopian. what it is. This this kind of garbage is what's being run over there on TVs. I I couldn't believe that. Hell, that's that kind of stuff is. I don't even know if it's being run on TV here. I'm not even watching it. Bruce and I looked at what the mainstream media is doing to people here. It is terrible what's happening over here. They're showing like mass body burnings <laughs> in India. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah they're they're what using they're doing footage. To scare they they're, they're using footage from. Uh, when they were having problems there in India and power outages and whatnot. So the, the, they were running short on oxygen and all that kind of stuff. And they were showing footage from that time period when they were moving oxygen containers and, and scrambling to get people on oxygen and everything. And then going to the uh, cremation ceremonies and whatnot. In locations, when you look at it, they have different higher locations, you know, to, you know, cremate. They, they had the locations already set up and bricked out and everything like, as if it's been there for a while and you look at the bricks and everything and there's burn marks and it, it looks like it's been there for years, not just like months. So you, you had an entire year of this. They shut down as well. They were not allowed to do the cremations, so they were behind. So, yeah, there's going to be a large amount of cremations at one point. So it's just the way they're pushing the narrative and how much they've been lying to us over this time. The staged footage we've seen, it, it just... What reason do we have to believe them anymore? And at this point, the way technology and how easy it is to create a movie or a video clip or, or staged footage and make it look real uh, with, you know, clever editing and whatnot. How can we believe anything that's presented to us? Well, we've been seeing. Yeah, we've been seeing time after time after time. People behind the scenes or around the corner will stick their phone around the corner and you see them. It's a movie set. It's a movie yeah. set. It's a Hollywood production. You'll see them. We actually we actually saw it. We, <laughs> Marty and I watched this. I sent the video over to him. I think I even posted it on our Telegram channel at that time. I can't remember. But they had built a movie set inside of a warehouse of a hospital and everybody was in PPE. They had the patients down there all masked up and everything and bundled up <laughs> the hospital, the rolling hospital beds and the gurneys. And you heard the guy, you heard the cameraman. He's the cameraman's not wearing a mask. He says, OK, action. And they come running in like the, they come running in in full PPE with the person. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And they move them over onto the bed. Come on. Come on. You, you come talk, on, man. Okay. Come on, man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. Sesame Street. We played one last week of Elmo giving his dad a COVID vaccine, right? Sesame Street. Everybody knows Sesame Street. Hell, Sesame Street runs in multiple countries. Good tool of child indoctrination these days. Listen to this. This is what Sesame Street has done now over the weekend. Listen to this. 
vaccines, sunnier days are ahead. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org. I'll be seeing you. You see, this is what they think of the average public. That That's where they're at with it. That That's how they see you. I, I don't have anything to say to that. It's a another example of why I'm glad we. I, I don't have any kids. It's yeah. just... Th- this right I, here. I, yeah. This is like what you were saying last week. This right here, this kind of garbage, just this stuff right here, right? Forget Fauci and all the rest of these idiots, okay? The ones that are putting out ads like this, and you know these are, you know where these are coming from, right? Let's not be naive about it. But the ones that are coming out, like these ads, if they're doing this to try and target people like us, that pushes me further away from it. I will say one thing about this overall COVID situation, right? I will say one thing about it. If nothing else, what it has done, at least for me, I don't know about any of the rest of you, but at least for me, what it has done for me, it has given me a better insight to my own health and how to safeguard that in my own way more than relying on any of this this crap that they've been pushing. If anything, what it's shown me over the last 12 months is what to stay the hell away from and what to gravitate towards more such as vitamin and mineral supplements, eating healthy, exercising. It's imperative more than ever now that you self-train because you go down this road of vaccine passports. They're not going to let you in the gyms. They're not going to let you in there. It's also helped uh, identify the people that I need to steer clear of. That too. That too. And you know, that's that's really sad. That That's really sad. That part of it right there is really sad. And to be honest with you, the fact that if they don't want certain people that haven't been vaccinated in this place, that's good because I don't be around those people either. I don't. I don't. And that's a terrible thing to say. That's a really terrible thing to say. But that's where this system that's more inclusive has driven us. How inclusive is this? How, how has this been inclusive? Any of this? Even if you say, OK, well, you're not looking at it right. OK, Mr. or Mrs. All for democracy. What about this has been democratic? Answer me that. Were you consulted about anything? Forget the fact that you you, you want to have like a, a, a constitutional republic or or hell. They don't even call it a, a constitutional republic in America. They call it a democracy. OK, fine. You want to call it that? Fine. It's not a democracy, but we'll call it that just for the sake of argument here. And all these European countries, we'll throw them in along with it because these are uh, democratically run countries, supposedly. What about any of this? Rather, you're in America, in Canada, in France, Germany, Netherlands, Spain, I don't care, England, UK, whatever. What about this has been democratic? Have you been consulted on any of this? Have you been asked? Was a vote put to you? Were your elected representatives fighting for you when they shut your business down? Were your churches fighting for you when they closed your churches? That that one is there. To be fair, on the at least the churches, somewhere uh, there have some somewhere. that stood up, and somewhere. same with the politicians. Some politicians some. were standing up, but that, but that that's the problem. Everything shut some. down though. 
all opposition yeah. though is 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 shut down. See, there's not been one mention at all in the last 12 months about any of these governments ever being wrong about anything, has there? You notice they're always right. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and anybody that stands up and questions that is shut down. That right there, I don't care what the incident is. I don't care if it's something with COVID. I don't care if it's group protesting, I don't know, school lunches, right? I don't care what it is. Any form of silencing opposition, meaning you don't even want to entertain the thought of having a conversation about an issue that you've arbitrarily handed down to people, that right there should tell you exactly what's going on. If nothing else, if nothing else, that right there in and of itself, just that should be enough to wake you the hell up. Kind of sounds akin to Inman Square, but you know. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree in that case, does it? I mean, I, I know I'm, I'm comparing something that the government killed a bunch of people and uh, swept it under the rug, but how much different is it when the government comes in and destroys people's lives and livelihoods and is causing people a great deal of depression and whatnot, and people are suicides. taking their own lives? Yeah. Yeah. So either by suicide or OD, the number of people that were recovering from uh, addictions and whatnot have fallen back into the addictions and in many cases have uh, OD'd on it, uh, whatever substance it was. So is it is it truly any different when it when it comes down to it? They both directly are caused death in their policies. And now they're trying to sweep it under the rug and continue with their totalitarian uh, agendas. You know, I would argue over the last 12 months, the behaviors we've seen out of these governments. And, and let's be honest, these governments are just, they're compromised, they're sold out, whatever you want to call them. I don't care at this point. I don't care. But let's be honest, they're not working for we the people anymore. I don't care if, what country you're from. They're not representing you. They're not representing me. They're not representing your children. Hell, they're coming after your children because you won't stand up. But I, I guess we're, we're looking at a situation here where <laughs> I, I, there's no other way to put it. They're not going to stop. They're, they're really not going to stop. And, and I said... I said to uh, to someone a couple of weeks ago, I said, there's only one way to stop these people at this point, at this point, because you let it get to this point. There's only one way to stop them. With your point there, we've talked about bullies before and referenced what they're doing uh, is akin to what bullies do. So basically, when a bully's pushing you around, if you shrink back and, you know, basically let the bully push you around and you follow his his bullying, you empower the bully. But then when you stand up and pop him in the jaw, leave you alone. And in many cases, in a guy situation, in many cases, they, they end up becoming buds. It's well, the way in, they're wired. Yeah, that's but, true. But in this sense, it, it's do or die for them. They're committed. They've gone too far with it. Uh, they yeah, should have stopped. They, they should have stopped but, at 14 days. They should have stopped, but they didn't. They didn't. They kept going. And now they're so far into it that they can't stop. They're, I don't know though that we can stop them at this point. That's my. That's what I was getting at is we should have popped them in the jaw after 14 days and said, no, we did what you said. Or maybe even 30 days. Maybe I, I'd be generous and gave them 30 days and seeing that, okay, well, your measures aren't working. This is just like any other influenza we've dealt with in the past. Let's go back to life as usual and pop them in the jaw if needed. We didn't do that. And because we didn't do that, we gave them an entire year of flaunting their authoritarianism and, and their control. Now it's like a dog that's tasted blood. You're not going to be able to get him to stop chasing down the cattle now. It, 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 it's not going to happen. So for them to, to get them to, if you're out in the country and you know, you know what happens with dogs that um, get the taste of blood, you understand what I'm getting at. There's no, uh, there's no stopping this. You, have, no to, stopping you have to get, you gotta, you gotta, get him out of office. You got to remove them <laughs> from office. Yeah, yeah. You know? I like, yeah, you got to get that dog out of office. Yeah, that's what you got to do. You well, I, I was referencing them as, as the politicians as the dog. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I didn't want to say what you got to do. Yeah. With the dog. It's technically TOS. Yeah, that's true. Donald J. Trump has just issued a statement, and I'm quite curious about this one, to be honest with you. He says, Happy Mother's Day to all. It will all come back bigger and better and stronger than ever before. Do not worry. Too much of a pessimist. You know what Donald Trump is? Donald Trump is a giant Betty Crocker spoon. <laughs> he likes to stir that pot, man. He does. He does. He, he yeah. has he has successfully done one thing in the last few months. He has successfully done one thing. He has he's made these sorry sacks in these governments quiver. He has caused them to become a little nervous. I will say that. Yeah, to the to the point about him being positive in this. Rumor has it from people that are that that know him personally. He's a very positive person. I forget the uh, basically your words have power. Your your I forget that there's a, a well known motivational speaker that's older now that um, I'm I'm failing to uh, recall. I don't know much about motivational speakers. I don't. It doesn't do anything well, for me. Well, there's one that I like uh, that might be the one you're thinking of. Uh, Tony Robbins. No, uh, it's older than that. I think, um, but. It's like power of positivity or something on those lines. I, I forget uh, something, something like that. Anyway, uh, Trump is of that mindset, if you will. And he's a very um, positive person. So, you know, not knocking him, nothing against that. That is very important to have hope and positivity and, and that drive forward. The problem is, is I'm, I'm more of a realist, a, a, a little bit of a cynic, you know, that kind of thing. And I, I, I see the things that they're, they're trying to institute and how effective uh, the people has, uh, have been over the last year of, of resisting these lockdowns and everything. So I, 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 honestly, I tend to be a little more pessimistic. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, but at the same time, I also understand history and I know how these things go. They always, totalitarians, right? When I say they, they always get a jump. They always do. They always do. Hitler invaded Russia, right? Operation Barbarossa, right? That's that's well known. I tend to think that that's what they've done here is they've panicked so much that they've just bitten off now more than what they can chew. And they're trying to gain. I mean, now this is why they're making a lot of mistakes, because they're trying to make up for four years that have been lost. Actually, longer than that. They're trying to make up for, I would say, around five to seven years that they've lost if you count Brexit. So they're trying to make up for lost time. Uh, Sadiq Khan was reelected by less than 100,000 votes in London yesterday, Dominion and Smartmatic, just saying. And he said, the scars of Brexit have still not healed. Well, Brexit's over and done, sir. You left. That's all there is to it. And if I had to guess, if I was a betting man, and I'm sorry for speaking out of turn for the UK listeners, but I'm betting 10 to 1, seeing as how you're using the same voting system there as being used just about everywhere else, I'm betting that guy's not even supposed to be there in that office. That's my guess. Not he's not supposed to be there, but uh, what, what happens if they have a, another referendum to see if they wanted to go back to the EU, you know, re, mm -hmm. redo a deal? And it just so mm -hmm. happens that because of COVID, we have to do mail-in voting, mail -in voting, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the electronic voting, all that stuff. And it just so happens that, uh, oh, look at that. It looks like the people changed their mind and they want to get back involved with the EU. Mm -hmm. My point, though, is in all of this is that they are the tyrants. Obviously, everybody sees that by now. If you can't, I don't know what to tell yeah. you. You're, you're completely gone. But they've moved ahead and they did get the jump. But what happened to Operation Barbarossa? What happened to the Germans that went into the uh, into the Soviet Union? What happened to them? They got their asses stomped a few months later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That cold winter came and you got knocked around. You lost. 
And I think that's what's going to happen here. It's going to get to the point where it's going to get so bad for people because right now, as of the 15th, I'm thinking 15th, there's going to be another one in London and they're calling for a million people and they're calling for protests in all the major European cities simultaneously at the government buildings. All it takes is one incident. All it takes is one. Yeah. Now, see, and then, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And that, that's what they're counting on. But here's the thing. They've got everybody in a catch-22. If you do anything, you're a terrorist. If you don't do anything and you sit there and you refuse everything privately, you're a terrorist. What happened in London a couple of weeks ago wasn't covered by the mainstream media except for, oh, a few thousand rage event uh, popped up and these are terrorists and anti-maskers and anti vaxxers They're going to call you a terrorist and an anti-whatever anyway. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at this point. The next thing that happens, they're going to try it again. There was a big protest in Brighton in the UK yesterday. I mean, a massive protest. Tens of thousands of people were out there. There wasn't word one anywhere in the UK media, not one bit. You see, now they're, now they're to the point where they're doubling down on everything, but they're just ignoring the protests because they're getting larger. The Neanderthal thinking in the US, why aren't these governments around the world that are so concerned about getting back to normal? And if they're so hell bent on, on getting their citizens back to a productive and full life and get them out of this horrible situation, they're, why aren't they looking at the US states that are 100% open? Why aren't they looking at that? Why aren't they even asking the question? Why aren't they talking about that? Each country has been cut off, each one, and their populations have been bombarded with continual propaganda. I will say it's been probably, as I've said, this is probably the most sophisticated form of war propaganda I have ever seen or even studied about. This is unbelievable stuff. And the people that have done this, the people that have that are running this, I have to say, have got to be some of the most sophisticated on the planet in order to do this from what they've done to people. Because I've seen people go from, nah, I don't believe any of that crazy garbage a year ago to, oh my God, they're burning bodies in the streets in India. What are we going to do? Everybody's going to die. The, the disconnect somewhere. And, and I, I was sitting here and I was, I've, I've been racking my brain for, for months now to try and understand this as to what's happened to people. I, I just, I haven't been able to understand it. And I've been asking people that were like what I just mentioned. I, I'm talking about like doctors even that are saying, Oh, my God, this is crazy. There's death everywhere. Where? You see, during the lockdowns, which actually never reopened, by the way, everything here's still closed. It reopened for like, what, two weeks? Oh, now we got to shut everything back down again. Everything here closed two days before the election in the US. Anybody making the connection yet? So I've been trying to figure this out, even with people here. And, and I'm like, help me understand. I sit down with them and this and try and talk to a hysterical person. It's, it's difficult. It's like pulling teeth. But you sit down and, and I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm calmly rationally asking the person and I'm looking right at them. I'm saying, stop, please just stop for a second. Calm down. Explain to me. Help me understand what has happened to people. Help me. And I'm, I'm legitimate. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to uh, throw myself off as like this this horribly sob story, you know, horrible sob story kind of thing. I'm being dead serious. I'm saying, help me understand what is going on. Because all I see is hysteria, mass hysteria. What is going on? And then it becomes clear. The mainstream media, the people that still watch the televisions. It has been 100% non-stop on every channel, every single one. COVID, Corona, vaccines, all of it. 100%. Social media, all voices of dissent have been removed. All of it. If you are on social media, 
if you are watching the television, if you're reading the garbage gutter press, then you are being bombarded with war propaganda. There's no other explanation for it. I have sat down and I've looked at absolutely every possible angle of it. There's no other explanation for it, in my humble opinion, because I'm not taken in by this. And believe me, I'm in this stuff every day. And, and people look at me and say, oh, well, you're, you're listening to the opposite of, of what I'm listening to. No, no. St stop that one side against the other. Stop, stop that, that dividing. Stop that. That's not what this is about. In reality, I spend more time, Bruce spends more time looking at the stuff that they're looking at. So we understand it. Both sides equally lie to you. True. In their, in their own ways. You know, I once heard this described as, how do you tell when someone's lying to you in the media? How do you tell that? The ones in the, the media that are, are moving. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> this day and age. Yeah. But the ones in the media that are lying to you are the ones that are telling you how to think and what to think. The ones that are not lying to you are the ones that tell you to think for yourself. The last thing I've ever wanted to do, and any of these guys around here can, can attest to this, and, and uh, we're all the same way, pretty much. I mean, that was kind of the, the uh, I guess we all kind of unofficially agreed to the same thing. We never wanted to tell people what to think. If I have to sit here and I have to tell people what to think, well, I'm no better than those idiots you see on TV. All I've ever wanted to do is I've wanted to raise attention to key points that we see in our society from people that govern our lives and to call these people out for what they do and their corruption. The things the media doesn't talk about. I want to read between those lines and I want to have those discussions, but I want people to think for themselves. I want to give people the tools to think on their own. Okay, here's what we're looking at. This is what we're seeing. This is our take on it. What do you think? I always ask the question whenever we, we put a, an exclusive podcast up, at the end of the description in our Telegram channel, I always put up there, what are your thoughts? I always want to know what someone else has a thought on. I'm all about the free market of ideas. We have people on here that we don't agree with from time to time. Hell, Bruce and I don't agree on everything. But we bounce ideas off of each other, and maybe we get a different way of thinking. None of that is going on with any of these governments or, or the media. That doesn't happen. You're force-fed one thing. It's a monopolization of perception. And not only that, if you have a differing idea from what the mainstream is teaching or, or shoving down your throat, you're silenced. That too. I guess I'm, I'm ranting here and I'm, we're way over and I, I apologize for that. But I, I guess the only point that I wanted to, to make on that was I just want people to think. I, I don't want you to do what you're told. I want people to think. If that decision differs from someone else, then so be it. It differs from someone else. You don't have to fit into the crowd. You don't have to get on board with the agenda to make yourself feel special. You're special enough if you stand out and you can think. I, I told someone two months ago about all this, and it was just a conversation in passing. They said, they're trying to make everyone think the same way with this. And I said, yeah, I know. And I looked at them and I said, I put my index finger to my temple and I said, you need to think. People need to think. And they're not thinking. They're reacting, but they're not thinking. Everybody's so gaslit that they don't know what end is up anymore. Everybody's perception has been altered. Even if you were to go through and you were to pick apart COVID piece by piece by piece, none of it follows any science. None of it follows any common sense. None of it follows any medicine that we've known for centuries. None of it. But everybody's so caught up in the hysteria of it all that it's easier for them to just get into it, right? Just get into the fear, get into the hysteria, get into the hype. And you feel like you're on board with something that's bigger than yourself. Simple one. Sunlight. That would have been an easy one. Have a good diet. Exercise. Those are basic ones that we've known for 
a very long time, long before we had the sciences and whatnot to to research this. We we all knew. But if they had done that, if they had said that, then you couldn't have emergency authorization for a vaccination, could you? See, in order for them to do that, in order for them to do that, and this would explain hydroxychloroquine too and ivermectin, if they had offered or suggested alternative methods of treatment of any kind, doesn't matter what it is, then they would not have been able to get emergency authorization for an experimental vaccine that's not even a vaccine. That's why you haven't heard anything about it. And it's disgusting. It's disgusting. That is despicable. That is absolutely despicable. We put the Nazis to death for this. You know what I did today, Bruce? I laid out in the sun for an hour with sunscreen on SPF 30. Anybody's wondering. Oh, I did the whole turn and baste and all the rest of it. You know what I did after I got done with that? I came inside. I lifted weights for about 20 minutes. You know, did the usual sets and rounds and all the rest of it. After I got done with that, you know what I did? I cycled for 10 miles. And then I had three scrambled eggs, some whole grain toast, some fresh squeezed orange juice, some fresh strawberries, and some fresh pineapple. Now you tell me, you tell me that I have to go out there and take a vaccine. You drop dead. I go out of my way to take care of myself and manage my own health. I don't need some garbage, know-nothing politician that's going to sit here and tell me that I have to go out and do something to manage my health to protect other people. I'm more healthy than 99% of all those other idiots that are out there rolling their sleeves up. So you go to hell. All right, we're out of time today. We're way over on time. And I apologize for that, but some things just had to be said. So for those of you who... I I don't either. It's our platform, right? We can talk as long as we want, I guess. But for those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram channel, get over there, get signed up to us. You get all of our podcasts we put out every day, and you'll also get access to our exclusive podcasts we put out just to our Telegram subscribers every week. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at tipsofdynamicindependence.com, and we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, that would be great as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Everyone have a great evening. We'll see you tomorrow.